Shalom, this is Reverend John Ferret, and this is Lesson 5, Part 1 of the series called The Gospel According to Moses, Exodus. So this is a podcast series. It's a Torah Bible study for Christians, and Torah for us is really the first five books of the Bible. That's a word that's used in Judaism and even among Christians to represent the first five books. Just wanted to let you notice that I'm using the Israeli National Anthem as an intro to all these lessons. The actual title of the Israeli National Anthem is Hatikva, it's the hope. And indeed, Israel and us, we uh, know that God has redeemed us. For Israel, they say God has redeemed us, He's delivered us out of the slavery of Egypt. And we're looking forward to the day when Messiah will come. And we will live in the land with shalom forever. And for us, we're looking for re Messiah to return. The Messiah that the Jewish people are looking for. And the future redemption in Yeshua, HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. So what I wanted to do was to start this lesson by reading God's Word. We're going to read Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 10 from the New American Standard. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, and yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. Why the bush is not burned up? When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at, look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from the land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amor Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. And so begins the events leading up to 1446 B.C. when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. But did the Exodus really happen? Or is it some made-up story written by the rabbis? This is what we're going to be dealing with in Lesson 5, both Part 1 and Part 2. need to establish real archaeological support, a 
of the Exodus and the date of the Exodus of 1446 BC. So, but is this a story made up by the rabbis? There's a well-renowned rabbi by the name of David Wolpe, and I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He did a sermon on Passover in 2001, and it was reported in the Los Angeles Times. And Rabbi David Wolpe, he was considered, uh, and maybe still be considered as such, one of the most influential rabbis in the United States. The Jerusalem Post in Israel said he is one of the most, one of the 50 most influential rabbis in the world. So he's having this sermon before 2,200 faithful at Sinai Temple in Westwood, California. And this is what he said. The truth is that virtually every modern archaeologist, let me repeat that, virtually every modern archaeologist who has investigated the story of the Exodus, with very few exceptions, agrees that the way the Bible describes the Exodus is not the way it happened if it happened at all. He's saying every modern archaeologist agrees that the way the Bible describes the Exodus is not the way it happened, if it happened at all. Imagine the most critical event with the foundation of ancient Judaism, which is also, therefore, the foundation of Christianity. Only for the simple reason that even the Jewish people will say Moses is the first redeemer, Messiah is going to be the ultimate redeemer. I know there's many Jewish people that don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. We know that. But for us, when we begin to understand what they looked at and how they understood things back in Jesus' day and before, that Moses was the first redeemer and the Messiah, Jesus, is the ultimate redeemer, therefore the picture of the Exodus gives us an idea of what the redemption of the Lord is really going to be for Jew and Gentile like at Passover in Jesus' day. So Rabbi Wolpe says it doesn't happen. I don't understand this. This man is an intellect. This man is obviously well-educated. I don't understand why he would say something like Now, I'm saddened how most Christians and pastors today in the church, they have no access to real resources for evidence of the veracity of the Bible, the truth of the Bible. Today, all of us have access to pseudo-scholars on the Internet who have no training trying to prove the Exodus. Or... We're confronted with real scholars, real experts. But they're agnostics or unbelievers. Or they're part of a liberal mindset, a worldview that is not biblical. They use their expertise to misinterpret the archaeological evidence to show that the Bible is mostly a myth. They're called Bible minimalists. And they're, they're both Christian and Jews. One famous Jewish Bible minimalist is Israel Finkelstein. There was an interview that uh, Biblical Archaeology Review did in uh, 2010 in the May-June uh, issue of their journal with Israel Finkelstein. Now remember, this guy's well-educated, well, well educated, 
He's a well-known archaeologist in Israel. And in that interview, he, he basically said that he is a Bible skeptic. He's saying that the Bible itself, oh yeah, there's some little pieces of truth in it, but basically it's a, it's a myth. He also said he's super critical of those who take the Bible at face value. That's us. That's Jews and Christians who say that the Bible is the inspired word of God. For us Christians, it's a source of God's instruction and truth. We say it's God's inspired word of God, and Finkelstein is super critical of us. Now, true resources, true scholarly Christian Bible archaeological resources, are somewhat hidden from the church. They shouldn't be hidden. They're there. One of them that I have to highlight in, first, in this first session is the Associates for Biblical Research, better known as ABR. Their website is BibleArchaeology.org. All one word, Bible Archaeology. Archaeology is spelt A-R-C-H-A-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Bible Archaeology, all one word, dot org. Now this is a group of Christian evangelical Bible historians and archaeologists. And they are credible, highly educated, unbelievably talented. They're, they're professionals. This is, this is their life. And on top of that, when you go to BibleArchaeology.org. When you go to the website for the Associates for Biblical Research, you're going to find out that this is not just a group of Christian archaeologists. This is a ministry. And their objective is to bring the gospel of the Bible to the world with the support of real truth via real archaeology. Just consider their mission statement. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to read portions of it. ABR, Associates for Biblical Research, is unique in its mission as an evangelical organization founded for the purpose of research and fieldwork in biblical archaeology. Here's the purpose. In order to demonstrate the historical reliability and accuracy of the scriptures, number one, and to propagate the Christian faith, in other words, preach the gospel. Its mission is based on the conviction that the Bible is the Word of God and therefore infallible, inerrant, and authoritative in its original writings. Furthermore, it is accepted that the Bible has been faithfully preserved by God in its transmission down through the centuries. Thus, the most correct and powerful application of biblical truth is based on its accurate interpretation. This is best understood by examining the text in light of historical research into the world in which the Bible was written. In other words, studying the Bible in its historical context. Now, I want to jump for joy because that's exactly the purposes of Leda Menorah. We're here to teach the Bible in its historical context, focusing on the archaeology, the history, the geography, the customs and the culture, and even the languages of the ancient Middle East. Now, in all my years in Bible ministry, 
uh, teaching wonderful Christians and pastors from a biblical historical perspective, not a theological perspective. We got the theology down, but it's the history. Going to church after church, what I have found is few, I mean almost zero people know about ABR, the Associates for Biblical Research. So for me, I have to say this, being very familiar with ABR, being a member of ABR, I don't need to create a podcast or a vidcast, a bunch of videos, to talk about the Exodus or to prove the Exodus. Of that It's all done. The Associates for Biblical Research is presenting archaeological findings that clearly support the Exodus <laughs> and clearly support so much of the Bible that David existed, that Jesus was a real person. I mean, it's, it's just... It's an amazing, amazing place for biblical truth. They've done it. The research is done, and Associates for Biblical Research provides hundreds of articles. And now, since 2018, they started a TV program called Digging for Truth. Now, we don't have to worry about getting it on our TV or our cable channel because all the programs um, are available now for free at the website for anyone to access. There's an amazing series of programs, again, we're relating to Exodus, by Dr. Bryant Wood, an amazing, wonderful scholar. And his series of programs, there's three of them, they're about 30 minutes each, is called The Israelite Sojourn in Egypt, episodes 69, 70, and 71, in the Digging for Truth series. Now, what his purpose is, is there real evidence not a pattern of evidence, but real hard evidence that shows Israel was in Egypt. The answer, yes. You have got to watch these programs to take a look at real archaeology, not made-up archaeology, that really support the idea that Israel was in Egypt. I just urge you, I just plead with you, please, please, Associates for Biblical Research should become one of those websites, one of those resources that you regularly visit. And again, remember, their website is BibleArchaeology.org. We need to escape from pseudo-scholars. We need to escape from those who are presenting supposed archaeology that's never been proven, like chariot wheels at the bottom of the Gulf of Aqaba. You know, do you realize they've never been studied? Nobody has ever gone to get the chariot wheels to bring them up so that they could be studied. There's only a photograph or two and some non-scholar's opinion as to what they are. They're creating fantastic claims. and All of a sudden, we as humans get really excited and maybe they're doing it to promote the sale of their DVDs for $29.99 being rather cynical, but begin to wonder. We need to wake up, Christians. We need to indeed seek the truth. And I am just urging you to take a look at the Associates for Biblical Research. There's another set of programs in the D Digging for Truth series, and there's just hundreds of programs, by Dr. Scott Stripling. He is now the head archaeologist at uh, Shiloh. They've been digging there for a number of years and they're trying to locate um, 
evidence of not only the uh, tabernacle, but also the Ark of the Covenant, because it was there for 305 years at Shiloh. And they're digging there, obviously, with the cooperation of the Israeli Archaeological uh, Association and so on. Well, anyway, Dr. Scott Stripling has two programs in the Digging for Truth series. They're titled Archaeological Evidence for the Early Date of the Exodus, and it's Part 1 and Part 2. The early date, again, is 1446 B.C. Now, these programs are amazing. These aren't patterns of evidence. Little hints of evidence. No, they're real archaeology. Real discoveries supporting the Exodus and the truth of the Bible. You're going to be amazed. And I know you're going to be excited. These are Christians. They're evangelicals. These guys are just so into the Bible, saying that it is God's inspired word. You can call them Bible thumpers. They're real experts. These are real archaeologists helping all of us see the veracity of the Bible, the truth of the Bible, the reliability of the Bible. Why did they show that Rabbi Wolpe is wrong? Wow. And how much did they show that Israel Finkelstein, the Bible minimalist, archaeologist, liberal, he's wrong. I've provided you a link uh, for the digging of for Truth Series and also for the programs by Dr. Wood and Dr. Stripling uh, at the website. And remember, our website is www.lightamenorah.org. And remember, menorah is spelled M-E-N-O-R-A-H. But you don't necessarily have to go to the website. You can do it yourself. You can go to biblearchaeology.org. And then at the menu at the top, select Media. And under Media you'll see Digging for Truth Episodes. And you can go for Digging for Truth Episodes if you select that. The list of all the episodes, well over 110 now, is going to be on the right-hand side of the screen. And all you have to do is slide down and find lessons or episodes 69, 70, and 71 for Dr. Wood's programs and 43 and 44 for the programs by Dr. Stripling. And like I said, they, they are exciting. I do recommend, though, that if you do click on Media, you will see Digging for Truth Introduction. I highly recommend that you listen to that introduction. I listened to it the other day for the first time. I'm always listening to the episodes. But I figured I wanted to really understand what they're coming at, what, where their foundation is, and th it's amazing. I also highly recommend their quarterly journal called Bible and Spade and Christian uh, Bible and Spade. Christians, you need this. You need this archae biblical archaeological journal that comes out four times a year. Uh, it is written just for the layperson, so they don't go into just you know a lot of amazing detail that's uh, not necessary, but just the detail, the facts, and so on of the biblical archaeology that is just awesome. Or become a member. Join us at Associates for Biblical Research. And you can join us and become a member and then get uh, Bible and Spade as part of your membership. An amazing place to participate. And 
I highly urge you that you should do this. Now, you're going to remember that uh, so far I've mentioned this phrase called patterns of evidence a few times. I did that on purpose. It'll remind you of the DVDs that have come out called patterns of evidence. First one came out, patterns of Ev evidence exodus, a number of years ago. Now, you can go to their website, patternsofevidence.com, and you can get their DVDs, the older ones, patterns of evidence evidence. Patterns of Evidence Exodus, I think it's worth it. Probably costs about sixteen dollars right now. Um, the other ones, the brand, the ones that are newer, at eh, twenty nine, thirty, thirty five dollars, whatever. Now, as many are aware, with all the Christians that I have taught all around the uh, Twin Cities area of Minneapolis and St. Paul and in many schools and so on. Many people come to me in various churches or in Bible studies and so on, and they've asked me about, you know, hey, have you watched Patterns of, e of Evidence, the Exodus, when it first came out? And I said, no, and they were always asking my opinion, and I said, I really shouldn't basically give an opinion with something that I've never seen. So I borrowed one. I didn't buy it. And I have to say, what? It was really well made. It was very entertaining. Um, the excellent graphics and pictures and the cinematography was fantastic. It was very engaging. But I didn't buy it. The reason being is I'm always skeptical about archaeological DVDs when they come out, so I'd rather borrow one than waste my money at $29 or $39 only for the simple reason I've been trained in Bible archaeology and history. And um, there's a lot I know, so it's got to it's got to cut it. Boy, am I glad I didn't buy it. Now, the filmmaker is probably a very talented and gifted man. I don't know him. Um, I'm assuming he's a Christian. And I'm assuming that... Uh, giving him the benefit of the doubt that he has a real passion for the truth and the exodus. But in the first DVD, he used a disputed and highly criticized theory by a noted archaeologist, Dr. David Roll. David Roll, his last name is spelled R-O-H-H-L. And Dr. David Roll used his theory, and he proves the date of the Exodus at 1446 B.C. Now, Dr. Roll is not a believer. He's a self-proclaimed agnostic. He says the Bible is a historical book. That's all he says. Obviously, as an agnostic, he's not going to say it's the inspired word of God. So he makes up a new dating for ancient Egypt. And the reason being is there are, to my understanding, there are about three other datings of the history of Egypt, chronologies as they're called, and they all have issues, and most scholars, I think all scholars, agree that they have issues. Well, Dr. Roll has a theory, and he makes this one up. This is his chronology, a new one, and he says it solves all the problems. I met Dr. Roll at a, at a uh, conference just recently, a very pleasant gentleman, 
Um, and he made some presentations there, and they were really quite good. However, with regard to his new chronology, he had an awful lot of people um, critical of what he was teaching in terms of his theory. Now, this guy's a proven art, uh, Egyptologist. This guy's no pseudo-scholar. Uh, he was educated at the University of Manchester in England and University of College, uh, University College of London. So, as I said, he uses his new chronology to prove that the date of the Exodus is 1446 BC. But it's interesting because the scholars at ABR had already proven it. They didn't need a new chronology to do this. And they had, did the, they had done this before the, the, the uh, DVD came out. There was no pattern of evidence. The archaeologists at the Associates for Biblical Research had real evidence. Now, Dr. Roll says otherwise. In an article that one can find at the Associates for Biblical Research, Dr. Bryant Wood writes, uh, in the article, and the article is entitled David Roll's Revised Egyptian Chronology, A View from Palestine, and he quotes Dr. Roll. Now listen to this. Archaeological excavations in Egypt and the Levant, which basically is Israel and Syria, ongoing for the best part of the last two centuries, have produced no tangible evidence to demonstrate the historical veracity of the early biblical narratives. In other words, the Bible has no proof no truth, no credibility cannot be trusted for its early biblical stories, events, if you would. Direct material support for the traditional history of the Israelite nation as handed down in the book of books of Genesis, Exodus, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles is virtually non-existent. Dr. Wood goes on to say, he said, this is a gross this is grossly exaggerated and totally inaccurate. However, Dr. Wood is saying that Dr. Roll is making up a straw man, which he can now knock down with his new chronology, his new evidence that fits a pattern. But his cure, his new chronology, is worse than the sickness. Let me show you why. Now, as I said, most scholars uh, disagree totally with Roll's new Egyptian dating. They all agree that there is no Egyptian dating system that's totally correct. And so we continue with sound research, with correct archaeology in Egypt, with the Egyptians, with the Jewish archaeologists and Christian archaeologists to determine and come closer to the correct chronology. So they all have issues. But here's what comes up. If Roll's chronology, as used in patterns of evidence, is true, it creates a problem. It creates a problem in the archaeology of the early Canaanite period and the early Israelite period. That's the days of Joshua, Judges, David, and Solomon. So, for example, Dr. Roll's new Egyptian chronology pushes the chronology in Palestine, in other words, Canaan and Israel, 300 years to the future. So that means if David is fighting the Philistines in roughly 1000 BC, not anymore. 
According to Dr. Roll's chronology, the Philistines don't show up until 700 B.C. And that's where Dr. Bryant Wood is basically saying the cure is worse than the sickness. His new chronology provides even worse problems. I was so upset when I saw this in the DVD. I know Dr. David Roll's work. And I saw that the creator of the video was only using one theory? That theory was not proven? I don't get it. Matter of fact, the creator of the DVD actually interviewed many scholars from Associates for Biblical Research. <laughs> but why did he only use Dr. Roll's work? He only has a theory. But there is real archaeology. So all I know is that I will not even consider watching any more DVDs from Patterns of Evidence or the Patterns of Evidence series. I know people, some people think they're great and they're wonderful and they want awards. Sure. Because they don't know what I know. They don't know what archaeologists know. Sure, they're good DVDs. Made well. And again, I give the benefit of the doubt to the creator. Probably a well-intentioned believer. But all I know is this. I know too much, and these DVDs don't cut it. Now, in the next session, part two, we are going to study the archaeology behind the support of the Exodus that did happen, or, pro or very likely did happen, and the date of 1446 B.C. We will not use anybody's made-up theory. We will not use anybody's new chronology that still hasn't been proven. We're going to use real archaeology, not patterns of evidence, not hints of evidence, but proven reliable, solid archaeology. Moreover, the archaeology we're going to be taking a look at and the dating, it also supports Bible history back to the time of Abraham. Matter of fact, when we see this, we're going to see this dating take us all the way back to the time of Joseph, when Joseph was serving Pharaoh during the times of seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. And when we do that with the dating, we're going to find that the history of Egypt matches many of the things in the Bible. Amazing. So get ready. Might be uh, that you want to take some notes in session two to actually go through the lesson to make sure that you've got it. You may want to stop once in a while the uh, audio. And make sure you understand everything. Also at the website, I've given you links to some handouts. I've called them useful tools for study. And I don't know how many I'm going to provide. At least one for sure. You might be able to print that out at the website to use while you're listening to session two. So now, let's not consider a non-proven theory. Let's not consider some made-up new chronology of Egypt that is not proven. Let's not consider opinion, but 
Let's consider real archaeology. Let's consider real evidence, not a pattern. Are you ready? Let's go.